it is Tuesday night. It is a PC Progression Wrestling Podcast, episode 225, I believe it is. Yes. Yes, and, it is. Uh, I'm Elio. He's Ben. Ben, how's it going? Very, very well, man. Had a very good day. And, uh, you know, I'm ready to get the Survivor Series build underway. Um, last last night was was very uh undesirable for the, for the most part um but there were um some, there were some things that i enjoyed um some things that triple h uh tried to undo from the uh disaster that was last week's raw um specifically as it pertains to austin theory so um you know actually we uh on the wpov yeah, you know how we vote for uh, like the A show of the week, right? So initially, I I picked Raw. However, SmackDown won for A show. I, but then I, after thinking about it, I changed. I changed to SmackDown because that was a good show. Well, it, yeah, it was an easy watch too. Well, yeah, and you know. Um, usually we would cover SmackDown because we didn't cover it on the last show. Um, you know, but we're just, we're just going to keep it really uh, tight tonight. And really, the only thing of note that that happened on SmackDown was the uh, Usos versus the New Day. For, that was a great match. Yes. Um, and obviously that was for ownership of the record for a longest reigning tag team uh, tag team champions in history. Uh-huh. So I like the way Triple H did that. That's exactly what it needed to be a one off shot for New Day to hold on to their record, and it was what it was. And, and, and you know, that's perfect. He didn't overbook it like Vince McMahon would have overbooked it. You know, it, 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 it was simple, it was right there. It was like a uh, elementary school level layup opportunity that they had and they took it. So I was very happy with that and um, shout out to the Usos um, for now officially being the longest reigning tag team champions. And um, the questions of the week uh, for this Friday night. First of all, we have um who had a better match in their debut, Bad Bunny or Logan Paul? Um, God damn, that's that's interesting. I'm gonna say, you know what? That's really tough. I'm gonna have to say, um. I'm going to have to say Logan Paul. Okay, and I'm going to agree with you because uh, he had his first match at WrestleMania teaming up with The Miz. That was a that was a good match. Then he had his uh, rematch at SummerSlam, I believe it was, and that was another good match. But this match with the Roman Reigns, <laughs> wow, wow. Yeah, I mean, he, he really... Um, exceeded my expectations. We, I mean, and that's playing it mildly. You know, we we talked about it ad nauseum on this show. 
when we first heard about this match being booked, especially at Crown Jewel, we were both like, what the hell is happening? <laughs> Please, God, no. And, you know, I still, to this day, believe that we were perfectly justified in having that opinion because if you really think about it, the concept of that, despite how everything turned out, the concept of Logan Paul versus Roman Reigns is still utterly fucking ridiculous. Yep. Regardless of how it turned out. And in all respect to Logan Paul, he earned my respect entirely on, on the wrestling front at Crown Jewel. Because usually I wouldn't I wouldn't watch these motherfuckers. And and I have not watched a Crown Jewel in its entirety up until this one. And the only reason I did was because, you know, I recorded a special show with um, my good friend, the professor, Ash Higgins, who will be joining us occasionally over on this show. Um, and, I, and I heard that show uh, because he, he sent me the file to upload, and I listened to it, and you guys did a great job on there. Well, thank you, sir. And it was it was kind of exploratory um, because that was the first time that him and I had actually recorded anything. I'm proud to say it was nowhere near as bad as our first recording was. <laughs> Which is still one of the most uh, listened to with 56 or 52 plays, something like that. <laughs> yeah, well, that, well, that, well, that's just on Anchor. Now we, well, now we know how far-reaching our podcast actually is because, you know, uh, I looked at our numbers just recently and Anchor only accounts for 8% of our overall viewership ent- entirely. So yeah, yeah, because they're just a main platform to get our show, the show uploaded. Exactly. It's the other platforms that, that are count the most. Exactly. So, uh, you know, but, but you know, I, I like I said, I don't watch Crown Jewel. I don't care about Crown Jewel. I'll never care about Crown Jewel, quite frankly. I think for for the for the reasons that I'm that I'm seated on this show, and for the reasons that Ash and I talk about, I still think they're disgusting. I understand why they had to be done under this current administration because now they're under contract with a fucking killer, that being the Saudi prince. Um, but um, but that doesn't mean that they're that they're not still fucking nasty. Um, but that being said, let's let's jump into uh, this week's um, topics, which. Ladies and gentlemen, this will be a very tight show for you because uh, we have we only have Raw, um, the AEW full gear predictions going into this weekend. I have which, a I have a Roman Reigns uh, mini quiz for you and wrestling roulette. Yeah, and, and spoiler alert: I um I looked at this card at this card talking about full gear before we came oh on the air here, folks. God, this shit sucks. <laughs> uh, you know, you know and that Ben, you know what? You want to know how angry this company makes me? Yeah. Now you know I cover this on WPOV. I I do AEW, right? Right. 
But let me tell you how angry this company makes me so angry. I fucked up the main event last week. I gave a high point and I said Chris Jericho versus Sammy Guevara instead of Brian Danielson versus Sammy Guevara. That's how angry this company mm. makes me. Yes, well, and lately for very good reason. Uh, but before we get into that rant, because I, I can see one forthcoming on Elio's side of things <laughs> as well as mine. Let's jump into Monday Night Raw because we got plenty to discuss there. All right. so, so what do you want to do? You want to take Raw? Yeah, I'll take Raw. All right, oh, sir. Please, praise God, let me take Raw. All right, go ahead. I have so much to say. All right. Um, so, Jesus, this had so many low points. For the, um, for the opening two hours, ladies and gentlemen, this shit was utterly ridiculous. I was I was getting impatient. It got to it got to the point where I'm like, fuck it. I, you know, I understand I have to have it on because I, you know, I'm doing this show for you guys, and you know, I respect my co-host too much to slack off and not pay attention to this shit. I take this very seriously. But but I'm like I need a distraction, so I'm 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 like I I, I turn the volume on low and I and I turned on a God of War playthrough for um on YouTube for God of War uh, Ragnarok instead of wait a minute wait a minute hold on a minute God of War Ragnarok what did they combine yeah. Thor with God of War? Yeah, it, Thor's in that game. Oh, okay. All right. Thor, Thor is a bad guy in, in this game. Oh wow. Okay. Cool. No, I, actually, I, I, I said because I, I like God of War. I've played it before. My brother had it on the PS2. Yes, and um, and the only reason why I can't get it is because I have the, the Xbox One and not the PS5. So that's the reason why I'm watching it on uh, YouTube and not actually playing it. But, um. So I'm obsessed with that. So I'd rather watch that than what we were offered on Monday Night Raw, by and large. Okay. Let's, let's talk about it because, good lord. Uh oh. Okay. <laughs> um. So, so the uh, oh shit. If my computer would cooperate, that'd be really, really nice. Oh, here we go. Um. So, so the, the first, the first match was Mustafa Ali versus Bobby Lashley. Yeah. And, of course, you know, I'm, I'm skipping the promo and just going right into the highs and low points, right? So, so the first match, you know, I really like Mustafa Ali. I think he's a fantastic wrestler. Um, but... I really do feel for uh, I really do feel about him the same way I feel about Dolph Ziggler, and we'll talk about Dolph Ziggler later on in this review because he had he had a large part to do with Monday Night Raw uh, on uh, last night. I have a question, right, about, about this match. Now, is Bobby Lashley a heel? I I didn't think so, but apparently. No, um, I'm saying because of the way he, the way like he's, his character being portrayed right now, you see, he he sounds not, like a heel. No, I don't think so, because he 
he was showing a lot of respect to Mustafa Ali, even okay. though even though he was beating the ever-living fuck out of him. Okay. Um, but um, the reason why I don't care about Mustafa Ali anymore is because every time we see him now, he loses. That's what he's that's what he's there to do. Um, and uh, you know, ever since Retribution, I think he has been um, you know just damaged beyond all repair in in the WWE now. At first, when they bought him back, um, you know, after that, I didn't think so. And then, but you know, then he got sent home because he taught he, you know, um, you know, he spoke out about wanting to be released. And then, you know, when Triple H took over, then we started to see him more. And then I got hopeful, and. It, now he's just still a glorified jobber, so it's like now I don't even give a fuck um, about anything Ali, and that's unfair because I really do like Ali, but every time I see him, you know exactly what's going to happen. He's going to get fed to somebody like Bobby Lashley, and what's going to happen when Bobby Lashley steps in the ring? Somebody's going to fucking die. Mm-hmm. Because I, I don't know if you people know this, but Bobby Lashley can legitimately whoop your ass. And, uh, you know, oh, and uh, side note, um, Monday was Veterans Day, and uh, and Bobby is is a veteran of the U.S. Army, so a uh, shout-out to him and, and everybody that serves in the military and all of the armed forces. Um, I, I have family that, that does all that, too, so um, much respect, and... Uh, you know, I have nothing but the utmost admiration for everybody that is, puts their life on the line for our country. So shout out and uh, pause for a second to uh, to recognize that. So shout out to Bobby Lashley. I would not want to. Uh, I would not want to fuck with Bobby Lashley, even if I was a terrorist. <laughs> uh- <laughs> I'm just saying. So, so if, if a terrorist shouldn't fuck with Bobby Lashley, then Mustafa Ali shouldn't fuck with, with Bobby Lashley. So that, that's all I'm saying right there. And then, so that was a low point because that was just an obvious flash match, and it's like, why? You know what? Yeah. What, what? My point is, what purpose does it serve? Actually, let me see something here. Oh, they don't even have the times listed here on. So, so I actually, I actually have the time in front of me. Oh, okay. Uh, it was four twenty-three. Oh, wow. And I'm like, why? It's like Vince fucking this shit. I'm like, it's like, I feel like Triple H. Uh, what the fuck, bro? You know, I mean, I love some of what you're doing, but I gotta be fair. And just like I did when when Daddy in Law was in charge. If I, if I, Daddy in Law. <laughs> what? If, if if I smell bullshit, I'm gonna call it out, regardless of who's in charge. I'm, you know. So I just have to do that. And then, so side note before we get into the, into the next low point, and and this kind of leads into the next low point. So I went to uh, 
the last show of the year for the company that I'm associated with, the Lead Pro Wrestling Alliance. And uh, two of the individuals who who run that uh, that league um, were um, or have long been associated with um, Luke Gallows of the, of the OC. And um, so we were, and I'm longtime friends with, 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 the, with those guys too. So I was talking to them, you know, going back and forth. And obviously, you know, Gallows uh, came up and we were talking about his return to, to the main roster. And I was, I was asking this guy, Brian, um, you know, you know why did why did he leave the first time, or why you know, why do you think he was released um, the first time he he came back, especially after the Boneyard match with uh, with Taker and after he signed that that big deal, and he's like, I I have no idea, I have no idea what what Vince was thinking, and you know I'm just so happy that he's that he's back and. You know, with it, with this storyline, with the OZ versus the Judgment Day, um, I think it's going to be interesting. And especially when when they break up, I think, uh, or, or I shouldn't say when they break up, but when this storyline with the Judgment Day ends, it'll be really interesting to see where um, the bullet, the WWE version of the Bullet Club goes, mm-hmm. because. You know, everywhere else that the Bullet Club has been, they've been a big deal, but they they haven't been a big deal in WWE. Um, and, and he would like to see that change, and he thinks that they have the ingredients to to do that and to do a lot of uh, cool, uh, cool things with the um, people that they have in place there, and especially with Triple H in charge. And so that's what that's what I want to see. So that that made me more optimistic for for this run uh, for the OC, and and we also t- and that led us to talk about Mia Yim's inclusion in the OC now, because because I'm not sold on on the OC on Mia Yim in the OC. I understand why they brought her in because they have to solve. Uh, the Rhea Ripley problem as it's being coined because you know, holy shit with the role that Rhea Ripley has been on lately I mean, someone has to come in and you know, God God knows we don't want intergender wrestling because it sucks everywhere and we don't want it in WWE, so we get that but, you know apparently apparently the OC specifically really wanted Mia Yim um, and that's information that I got. Can from... I just say I, I don't like her nickname? Oh, the yes, the head bitch in charge. Yes. No, no, her nickname. That did you see what they called her on Raw? What was that? Meechim. Oh. Fuck. Yeah. That, yeah, that's. I did not hear that, but that's yeah, terrible. yeah. yeah. They, in um, the backstage segment, the, they. Uh, uh, they brought it up in the backstage segment. Yeah, and, and I also I also mentioned to these guys that 
I'm I'm not really a fan of the of the OC's comedy gimmick sometimes. So with the um, nerd, oh, they're the worst is when they were doing that whole nerd thing. It's just you know, and 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 sidebar, you know, uh, Gallows has always been known for doing the uh, doing the comedy thing, regardless of the gimmick that he's held. You know, he has this whole side gimmick called uh, Sex Ferguson that he did in uh, in um, I think it was NJPW or okay. um, but it, look it up it's hilarious um, and you know he, he we were friends on Facebook and I, I follow him on Instagram and he does this whole daddy dangle thing it was, it's just it sounds disgusting but it's hilarious um, alright but trust me, it's it's nowhere near as bad as the acclaimed and scissor me daddy ass. Oh it's, my god! But, but it's, 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 it's actually funny. But but getting back to what to how this leads into my next low point, this is the best you have for me. A Yim's return match. Oh, this was a great match. I enjoyed <laughs> everything about it. Well. Luckily, ladies and gentlemen, I know Elio well enough to know that he's being facetious, and and I can speak because I can see his face. I I can I can assure you all that he is being facetious because he's got this big, uh, you know, shit-eating grin on his face as he says that he's not not being serious. Um, know, was, it, it was good seeing me back in our first match, but Tamina. <laughs> I mean, God, God damn, what's the point of, of that? And then, and then, so after this match, uh, Mia Yim, um, Mia Yim announces that she, she has joined Team Bianca instead of Team Damage Control. Oh, wait, oh, wait, wait, I have a question. So that means Tamina is filling the missing spot on, uh, Daily no, scene? no. Oh, I thought. No, oh, wait. No, no. Because no, I, I saw this the part where uh, she announced uh, that she was uh, joining Team Bianca. Right, but but yeah, Tamina is not joining uh, the other team. No. Thank you, thank you. No, nobody wants that. So, but did, really, this is the best you got for me, a Yim of all people. Seriously. Um. And then I, you know, I love Chad Gable, but for some reason, this just this next match just wasn't clicking because, especially with the ending being what it was, um, I just ugh. although 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 I did like that backstage segment. Come on, that was funny. No, no. What do you mean, no? Shush, bro. Shush. Come on. That, that, come on. No. Chad Gable's funny. Come on. Well, yes, he's funny, but I just, you know, whatever. But speaking, <laughs> speaking of low points, JBL Baron Corbin. Oh, my I God. This was so bad. A with a, no, with a, no, no, wait. First of all, who was the guy before Akira Tozawa? I, I don't know. Okay, I was like, "What the? What is this? Did they do with the APA again?" 
Yeah, but I'll tell you what, this was the worst knockoff of the APA I this ever This was seen. stupid. You know, and, and they had multiple segments throughout the evening. I saw. Was just, Wait, how just, many segments? Because I saw that one. I saw Tazawa. They had someone else. No, they, they had the first one with the random guy, and then they had two or three with Tazawa. You know, and it was just ridiculous. So, yeah, that sucked. Um, oh, and then, as if the women's matches on Raw could get any worse from from Tamina and uh, Mia Yim, we have Io Sky, of all people. Keep in mind, she's going into war games uh, with the rest of Damage Control, which is supposed to be a big match because, because um, the women are much more much more settled and focused going into the war games than the men are uh, and keep in mind we're 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 um we're very close to war games at this point so the fact that the fact that we're not stone cold clear on the men's can I, can, I, can I just say I absolutely love the the theme for the official theme for war games yeah but I mean, I do too, but you know, it's just what. I mean, War Pigs by Ozzy Osbourne. Nobody's gonna get mad at that. It's a classic, but you know, come on, it's. Wait, 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 wait! wait, wait. It was several when they said available now on Spotify. Available now on Spotify. It's been available for almost over fifty, almost fifty years. What are you talking about? <laughs> uh, currently available on Spotify. It's been out for fifty years, but. But the Corey Graves credit, he knew that and he put it over as a classic album. So I did appreciate that. Yep. Um, so I'll do you a favor, ladies and gentlemen. I'll let you take a breath before we get into the next uh, segment because it involves more shitty women's wrestling. Uh-oh. Uh, and so we'll step aside. And uh, before our producer kicks us off, and uh, we'll be right back. And we're back, ladies and gentlemen. And I, I needed a second to to take a sip of Mountain Dew, collect myself, you know, put the put the headphones back on comfortably, make sure they were nice and snug around my ears, so I don't have to have a wrestling match with my headphones. Which, by the way. Probably would have lasted a little bit longer than this next match that we're going to talk about, which was Dominic Mysterio versus Shelton Benjamin. Okay, now, now folks, you have to understand my level of of frustration here. And I, I'm being quite serious. I'm not trying to be funny or entertaining or ha-ha or make a joke. My level of admiration for the Mysterios goes way back. Okay? Rey Mysterio has been my favorite wrestler forever. Okay? So this whole storyline that they got going with Rey and Dom and bringing Eddie into it and the history with the SummerSlam 2005 ladder match and all this other stuff... 
this, these are good ingredients to have a great storyline and a great culmination for for a match at WrestleMania, which I'm looking forward to a lot. Then after you're done, I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you something about uh, that, that I was reading about Dominic. Okay, cool. So, so, so there are a lot of positives to this, right? And and I will ne- I will never say that Dom didn't earn his stripes to get on the main roster. And you say why, Ben? Because because he shouldn't be on the main roster. He should be down in NXT. I I understand. No no no. no, wait, no. wait wait uh, wait 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 till you're done and I and I uh, say when I. Something my uh, thing. Go on. See, Elio's Elio's laughing, but I I I. I no, I'm not laughing. I'm I'm agreeing with you. Okay, but but so, and I understand that argument that that Dom should be in NXT based on where he's at wrestling wise. But you have to remember what his welcome to Monday Night Raw moment was. Remember when he got beat to shit by both Seth Rollins and Buddy Murphy with the with the kendo sticks? Ow! When, 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 Hi, Dad. <laughs> exactly. You know when uh, when Ray and Seth were doing the build for that god awful eye for eye for an eye match, and then and then Ray had to wear an eye patch for. All that stuff, but anyway, so Dom definitely earned his stripes in my book for that. I don't, I don't want to hear any anything about Dom didn't earn his spot. He did. Okay, but that that being said, as much as I'm digging this storyline with the Judgment Day and how much Rhea is helping Dominic's development and stuff like that, Dominic Mysterio versus Shelton Benjamin. No, no. Okay, L- look, look. They're doing the right thing by putting him in the ring with with veterans. I get, I get it. I understand it. He's playing the chicken shit heel. You know, he's he's bound. He's bouncing up and down behind Damian Priest, antagonizing Shelton Benjamin in the back like Scrappy Doo hiding behind Scooby Doo. Much like how I antagonize wrestling fans online. I, I I get it. I I understand it, and I I caught that reference, and I appreciate. It. <laughs> and, and you are the best antagonist in the IWC, and I I've seen some of it, and it's funny as fuck, and I cheer my ass off. Um, but the but the the thing that I don't like about this whole thing. With, with Dominic, it is. I feel like it's just too much, too soon. If that makes sense, like everything that he's been in makes sense, and the storylines are cool, and he's earned his spot, and I really like the direction of his character now with, with, that he's with. With Judgment Day, and and I think the match with his dad is going to be a huge potential breakout moment for him. I get it, but it's just like, can he live up to this? 
Like I don't I don't know based on what I'm seeing in the ring, the answer is no. And I'm not trying to be an asshole. Like I just don't see it. And and with with these four four minute and fifty nine second matches, and granted I understand because he's playing the chicken shit heel where you know everybody's got to help him win, so that makes sense. But I'm not sure how five minute matches help him. I, I'm I'm just not sure. Like he he, what I would like more. At least once during this whole storyline, or maybe even more than once, especially now that Ray is away from away from them. So he's an injury. Yes, yes, he is. And um, Ray, or I'm sorry, Dominic needs to legitimately get his ass whipped without Judgment Day there to help him at least sometimes like I because because otherwise his wins are not going to be believable you know what I mean it's just and I get that that's the point and, and all, all of that I'm not blind to what they're doing here and as I've just explained I, I like it but it's just is is the position that they're trying to put it that this kid in too big for him? Maybe they're building up to that, uh, like uh, where eventually he's gonna have to be on his own without Judgment Day. And and that that folks is gonna be the real test for Dominic because I want to see what this kid has on his own. Away from his dad, away from Judgment Day, away from... Uh, I want to be able to see what this guy can do. Because right now, it's in such short doses that I don't even know. So, I, I saw, like, the, the video, remember when he was, like... When he was, like, freaking out because he says, You think, Dad, there's anyone that could beat Mommy? <laughs> remember that yeah. video? Okay, yeah. so like, uh, so like, uh, people on TikTok were like, were complaining about Dominic's terrible heel. He doesn't belong there. He needs to be an NXT. Why does he get to be on the main roster and all that? Yeah. And, and I'm like, do you people even follow wrestling? It's called storytelling. He's not bad, okay? You make him sound like he's a terrible wrestler. And then, no. Uh, and- no, then, he he's absolutely not a terrible wrestler. No, no. no and then and then, and then then I I get this comment. I'm like, and the the person's like, if you think he's a good wrestler and this is great storytelling, you're the one that doesn't follow wrestling. Well, and and to a certain degree, I get that. I don't want to completely dismiss people that have. The opposite opinion because I, I understand. No, hold on, that. but he said I don't follow wrestling. Which in that part fucking ridiculous. <laughs> and, um, then, and then then I'm like I'm like, okay, just sit down and shut up because clearly you none of you people in this comment section follow wrestling. You say you do, but really you don't. Yeah. Oh and, and, and by the way, tune into wrestling POV. We're on every Saturday. Yes, and and 
By the way, can you promote our show when we're on our show? <laughs> what? Listen to the PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast. Oh, well, 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 we're trying to get that. We're trying to make a list uh, to put the list together where we are. Yeah, we're... For right now, folks, just Google us because it it would be easier for you just to do that. Just uh, find this PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast on Spotify. Exactly. And and iTunes. And we're actually, I I believe we're on Stitcher Radio. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. So, that's what I do. Like, these fans get mad when I I, I, uh, go off on them. Well, it, 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 I find it funny. I just, <laughs> I, I can't help it. But, okay, okay. So if you thought my my thoughts on Dom were were harsh, which I which I don't see why you would think they were harsh, but this is me being harsh. Okay. okay? Dana Brooke versus EO Sky. Another classic. I love this match. What a great match. The fuck is going on here? No, it was a good match. Seriously. This, ladies and gentlemen, this is ben. the epitome of the phrase. Ben. Am I going to have to mute you? Am I going to have to mute you, you stupid <laughs> son of a bitch? Because, because this is, we've actually had this as a, as a title of the show in the past, folks. This is the epitome of the sentence of the question, who books this shit? Because you you have EO Sky, who is fucking phenomenal. Check her workout in, in NXT um, versus Dana fucking Brooks. Now, now you're gonna say, well, well, you know, that's being a little harsh. Well, okay. Maybe, and maybe that maybe that's true, and I and I don't know Dana Brooke as a person. She may be the loveliest person alive. I'm I'm not I'm not talking personally. She cannot wrestle worth a damn. I looked her stats up while we while we were on pause, and um, I. I and I couldn't believe it. She has been employed with the WWE since July of 2013. What? She was, she, and she was with NXT until 2016, and she still sucks this bad. Wow. What? And she's still employed. Okay. Now, she, now, she. she Maybe justifiably so. She gets a little upset when the fans go after her on social media. But even even the announcers have a documented history of doing so. Corey Graves, for instance, and he was doing the same thing uh, last night. You know, talking about she might be the hardest worker in the room, but she doesn't have the accomplishments that you need to to back it up. She doesn't have the accomplishments in her career to justify, you know, her having opportunities, you know, um, and and he's right, and um, and whether that's a work or a shoot, I don't I don't know, but 
It's, it's turning into a shoot, folks. We, 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 we've actually had this as a question like way, way back where we asked about uh, has Dana Brooke been given a fair chance? Yes. <laughs> right? Because, because she's been employed since 2013. Okay. Yep. I, I looked it up. Okay. She's, ladies and gentlemen, she's five months younger than me. Okay. She's, she's 33 years old. She's been employed with the, 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 I can't even speak. I'm so flustered. She's been employed with the top wrestling company in the world for damn near a decade. And she can't fucking wrestle. Okay? And and you're going to do this to EO Sky as well? You're doing this to... Now, now I know I know damage control isn't in their best spot right now. You know, and, and that's not necessarily all their fault. You know, we talked about something's just not clicking. But you're going to do this to... to them going into war games when they're in the women's war games match? Holy shit. Well, she's not in there, right? Well, Dana Brooks not, but... He... Okay, no, I'm just saying she's not in there. Okay, that's good. But, I mean, good God. Dana Brooks versus EO Sky. Can you say somebody needs to hit me in the goddamn head with a sledgehammer? Yeah, that, that 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 wasn't a good match. Come on. I mean, nobody wants to see that. Wait, shit. do you have do you have the time on that one? Uh, yeah, I do. As a matter of fact, it was. Look, let me see. It was three minutes and thirteen seconds. Why? And, and once again, once again, I out of pure fairness, I have to mention. Why is it being booked this way? I would ask the same if Vince and Bruce were in charge. I'm asking the same thing with with uh, Triple H in charge. Now with with Dana Brooke in the ring, I well the 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 least amount of time she's in the ring, the better. I understand that, but really, we've had multiple matches so far go less than five minutes. I mean, what the fuck is going on here? Mm-hmm. Um, and then and then we start getting a little bit better because we start getting into the into the major focus of the evening, which is Austin Theory. Now, as I talked about in the open, folks, uh, you know, you may have noticed that, that they fucked up a little bit last week with the Money in the Bank cash in. Uh, for Austin Theory on Monday Night Raw. Now, now they they did their damnedest to try to cover it up and try to fix it because Triple H even realized that he made a boo boo and you know all credit to him he tried to fix it. I don't know if it worked, but he did his damnedest to send that bitch to one we rehab. Right. Now let's let's talk about it because. Now we're not going to talk about last week because we 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 talked about last week. We know what happened, mm-hmm. and and if you want our opinion on on last week, listen listen to last week listen to last week's show. Okay, available, available everywhere you get your podcasts. Exactly. 
So now this week we get a much more serious Austin theory, which I love. Okay. I did. I, I like this Austin theory. Absolutely. Absolutely. He did not have the fucking cell phone. He wasn't taking selfies. No, I, I didn't like guy. that that uh, that gimmick they had him doing. Oh my god, no. It was it was terrible. Mm-hmm. It was absolutely atrocious. Now they had him literally beat the shit out of out of Seth Rollins later later in the evening. Yep. Okay. We'll get we'll get into that. We'll get into that when when, when the time comes. Let's talk about his match with with Dolph Ziggler. Now, as I mentioned earlier, when we were talking about Mustafa Ali, um, I would challenge, I would challenge you to find anybody that's been a bigger supporter over the years of Dolph Ziggler than me. Um, I love this guy, but I've been, I've been conditioned for years to no longer give a fuck about Dolph Ziggler because I know what exactly what's going to happen with Dolph Ziggler whenever he comes out. And at at this age, I know what he's being used for, and I agree, but he's been used this way for the last decade, and I just disagree with that. Um, now, the, the match itself was was decent, I don't. I don't think it was. It was the best because it started out so slow. But you know, they cut a promo in the back beforehand, and it it really it really got the theory, and which led to to the match. And you know, we really got a very um, a very different version of theory because it wasn't. Theory didn't even care about winning the match. A theory got disqualified um, because he he hits two A town downs. This is we're fast forwarding to the end of the match because I'm getting used to the important part. So theory hits two A town downs. Then he takes Sigler to the outside. Whips him into the steps and whips him back into the announce table again and again before he he gets DQ'd. And then he just, um, and then, you know, he he starts to lose his mind and then, then he calms down and, but that's not until, but that's not the end of Austin Theory. That's just the beginning. Like like I said, we'll uh, we'll see more of Austin Theory as the evening continues. Uh, we talked about I I'm not going to talk about JBL and Baron Corbin again because my God they suck. I uh, I I just I I had hope when JBL pulled up in that limousine a few months ago and, and took Baron Corbin away and that they were going to repackage him and make it more serious. Hey. I, I don't give a fuck. And, and it's, it's sad because... Hey, remember how we were always giving him a high point for a while? 
Well, I, you know, I, I do think Baron Corbin is, is a better wrestler than a lot of people give him credit for. Um, I do... I, I do think he's made some social media flows, which haven't really endeared him to a lot of people. I think maybe he has some personality flaws. I don't know. You know, we all have our bad moments, and I'm certainly no angel, and, you know, I'm, I'm not saying anything, but um, but over, over the years, he's kind of gotten better with, with the wrestling, and it's like, okay, I, I can I can roll with this guy a little bit, but then his get his gimmick just absolutely sucks. Mm-hmm. The, the the fact of the matter here, folks, at least in in the opinion of Professor Pierce, is his first gimmick was the best. The lone wolf Baron Corbin needs to return. Until then, no, no. And, and JBL just needs to sit down and shut up. Oh my god, I cannot stand him. I, you know what? There's something about JBL I just don't like. I, I don't. Yeah. I, I, it's just, I get it. He was, he was good in his time. He was great at what he did. Um, he was, he was a good wrestler. He played his character to a T. Mm-hmm. I, I got it. 2004, 2005, JBL on SmackDown. His feuds with Eddie Guerrero, his work with the cabinet, loved it. Yeah, I got it. I and look it up, folks. You, if you don't know what I'm talking about, but when 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 he when he got shot in the ass by Eddie Guerrero with a tranquilizer dart, I I I laugh my ass off. You know. I just, or maybe maybe that was Big Show, but it, but I do know I do know that that JBL got scared by a dinosaur during the, during this period. Someone someone literally dressed up as a dinosaur, but but you know, and and my God, you want you want to see a violent match, right? Talk about JBL versus John Cena or JBL versus Eddie Guerrero. Yep. Oh my God, I think I think Eddie Guerrero needed a blood transfusion after one of their matches. I mean, holy that, shit, that was that was bad. Holy, needed all that blood. That that I mean, that was unnecessary. But the point the point being, folks, JBL was great in his time. Yep, but but this is not it. Him and his hammer pants suits. to the back skedaddle and go away I don't care and then we get to we get to the the high point of of the evening for me just period Um, um, which was the main event which was for the United States title between Seth Rollins and Finn Bauer now I haven't been Rowan's biggest fan over, over the years outside of the ring. I think he's made some, some boo-boos and, and made himself look like an asshole. But in the ring, I've always been a fan. Um, and, um, you know, he is on the run of his career right now, and he's just murdering it. And And, you know, they mentioned that 
Survivor Series is the 10-year anniversary. I can't believe that. I mean, you want to make me feel old. Jesus fucking Christ. Survivor Series. The Survivor Series is coming up? Yeah. 10 years old. I'm, because... Oh, yeah, 2012. Yeah, the 10th anniversary of the Shield, yes. Right. No, I thought you were talking about the Survivor Series itself. No, 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 I'm not that stupid. No, no. No, no, not at all. Um, but um, but anyway, this match was just this. This was great. If you want to see anything back from Monday Night Raw, this was fantastic. And just the way that that Austin Theory came out and just beat the ever living. I mean, this this is the Austin Theory we needed to see from the get go. This is Triple H's Austin Theory. Okay. Yeah. Now, remember how, how we, we talked about last week that that was a fucked up decision to even put the money in the bank briefcase on in the first place? Yeah. Um, the way that they did it, because it wasn't necessary, because it was so obvious that this guy is the future. He didn't, he didn't need um, to cash in the money in the bank anyway in that situation because it was an open challenge. We talked about it. We talked about it all. We covered it all. But, but, but the positive side of getting rid of the money in the bank briefcase, even though it made the fans look stupid, even though it, it, it devalued the money in the bank briefcase, and I hate it for that reason, the good thing about doing this is that now we get the real Austin Theory because even Austin Theory said it. Nobody was gonna buy him beating Roman Reigns. And he's right. Um he, you know, um because Roman Reigns is, is in God mode right now. There's a reason that's on a t-shirt. Mm-hmm. There's a reason that that the Usos are the longest reigning tag team champions in history. There, there's a reason why we're get we're possibly getting Reigns versus Rock at WrestleMania 39 in April. The bloodline runs this shit right now, so it wasn't conceivable for Austin Theory of all people to beat, um, to beat Roman Reigns. Well, and and you asked me, well, why not just have him cash it in and lose? At least that gives Austin Theory. Theory of the bump, and if you asked me that question, I would have said that would have been great. Have him cash it in, have him lose to Roman Reigns, doesn't hurt him at all. I agree, you know. And, and when he went down to NXT, I'll be the first to admit, I'm like, what the fuck is he doing with with the Money in the Bank briefcase at, at NXT? I didn't like that, but even that would have been better than cashing it in on the United States Championship because no matter what you do with the U.S. title, it will never be the top title. It will never be the top title on any brand. And the only reason why you're in that position where the the U.S. title is the top title on Monday Night Raw 
is because you have two titles on one guy, and <laughs> and, and that's just a fucked up position to be to begin with. Yeah. You're going to have that trickle-down effect where shit's going to get fucked up. And then you got this this idiot make, making decisions at Money in the Bank to have an extra guy put in there and not even wrestle for three minutes, and he's going to win the Money in the Bank. No wonder Triple H wanted to get it the fuck off of him. So, so you know, partially I don't blame Triple H, but you know this is this is the kind of shit that just drags your product down because it makes your entire product look stupid and it makes your fans look stupid for enjoying this shit. Yep. So, because, because you know if if and I ha- I had this I had this conversation with with my my buddies on um on Saturday night with a different subject. Um, we were talking about the strat match and and the rules behind a strat match because there was a there was a strat match um at, at the show on Saturday, right? Oh, okay. And the in case you guys don't know, and I knew this before the show, so I don't want people thinking that this is new information for me. Because it's not. Okay, but the rules of a traditional strap match is the winner has to touch all four corners with the strap to win the match. You, you have to touch mm-hmm. all four top turnbuckles with the strap mm-hmm. with an incapacitated opponent to win the match. Now, when's the last time we saw a strap match? Uh, John Cena and Rusev. No. Wait, well, there was another one. The the last time we saw a strap match was just at Extreme Rules with Drew McIntyre. Oh, and, that's right. Yeah, that's and, right. And Karrion Cross. There that's was right. no there was no mention of any of those rules. They could just use the strap to beat the shit out of each other, and then there was. Oh, oh, see, that, 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 that's why I'm like, my uh, thought immediately went to Cena and Rusev because that match had rules. They, they, were, they, had, they, they were following the object of the match, t- trying to touch all four turnbuckles. But I mean, you know, so, so it's not only this example with the Money in the Bank briefcase. You know, WWE has a history of playing fast and loose with with the rules of professional wrestling. Like we're not supposed to notice this shit because the the fans are stupid and blah blah blah. And you know, and, and not that I'm not that I'm special, folks. Not not that Leo is special, although he is special to me because he's the. He's the Canadian cohort, and he is indeed the best there is, the best there was, the best there ever will be, like my introduction said on the last show we did. He is the best at what he does, and there's a reason for it. Um, but it's just, this kind of shit just drives me fucking nuts. And then then you ask me why we come on the on the podcast and rip shit up. This is why. This is why I had a coronary every time Vince McMahon made a creative decision. This is exactly why. So 
So I get why Triple H did this, but th this is the fucked up position that Vince McMahon left us in. Mm -hmm. So this is what, oh you know, this is what Triple H felt he had to do, which, which Triple H's decision last week was fucked up, and that's on Triple H, but at least he tried to fix it. I mean, you should try and watch some of the early Raws from like 95, 96, uh, 97, because uh, like, well, early 97, before the Attitude Era. Because, oh, uh, like, um, well, that wrestling was just, like, terrible. Oh, uh, well, actually, you know, my, my favorite, my favorite era overall, just in terms of entertainment value, is the Attitude Era, but my favorite era in terms of the wrestling is the ruthless aggression era. Like that was I like the ruthless aggression era. Like that that wrestling was fucking awesome. Like it was and and you I mean 2002 was the golden year for WWE. I mean I mean think about it. We always talk about the draft class that that they had in 2002. Brock Lesnar, John Cena, Randy Orton, Shelton Benjamin. Uh, you had Rey Mysterio debut that year for for uh, for WWE. Had that badass match at SummerSlam 2002 with Kurt Angle. Holy shit! I mean, what a fucking introduction for Rey Mysterio. You, you know, I, and and you wonder why we criticize this product, this product, and why we were drooling over the product back then and not now. This, this shit is why. Yep. And and you say, well, why are you going after Triple H? I'm not going after Triple H, but that, that, I mean, this is an, an example of me being fair-minded. And calling out the same shit that I that I always called out on this podcast, regardless of who's in charge. And and you know, and before we before we wrap it up and move on to, oh, um, we have to yeah, we have less than a minute before we get cut off. Yeah, I mean, you know, th this is just you have you have such little time before one of your biggest shows that you're not set yet like it's ridiculous but with that being said we'll just jump off real quick and be right back all right we are back we literally had like less than a minute before we cut commercial back there yeah, I'm sorry. I, that was my fault. I, I was a little bit too ranty. No, but that is sometimes I, that happens to me too. Like, I, I lose track of the time and it's like we just get bumped off and we're into commercial. No, so, that's all right. So, um, that's all we have for Monday Night Raw. Now we can move over to AEW Full Gear Predictions for the Saturday's show. Ben, this show is going to be terrible. Well, you know, I, obviously I don't want it to be terrible. We, no. uh, I want it to be a really good show for the company. I'm always cheering for AEW. Um, I understand that they've had a very rough couple of months, especially since um, the whole CM Punk fallout and the, we get all that. Um, but uh, the build for this pay-per-view has to be the worst I've ever seen for AEW. Um, now, Ben, we sorry, go on. 
And, you know, it's just, it's just, it's sad, really, because I think you have so many, so many um, quality guys on the, on that roster that deserve the attention. And because of this bullshit going on, um, which, which is, you know, there's a lot of people to blame. It's not just, you know, one guy, um, you know, and, and it's very clear wh where the company stands because it's very obvious they're bringing back the, uh, um, the elite and, um, you know, Tony, Khan, I wish Tony Khan would just shut the fuck up. Seriously. And, and I, I, I mean, I mean that in the, in the kindest way, because I want his company to succeed. I've cheered for it. I've I've advocated for it so much. Um, I I just wish he would shut the fuck up. But uh, now one problem we've we've uh, talked about uh, numerous times are. These PBUs are so long, four oh, hours. Holy shit! And uh, and you've often asked yourself, uh, I'm sure, I'm sure you've often asked yourself as I have, why they have to be this long. Yeah, I have an answer for you. Oh, I can't wait to hear that. Now this was around All Out. This was around the lead up to the All Out pay per view. Okay, Jim Ross was on Conrad Thompson's show. He and he uh, talked about this, and he and he addressed an issue, and he uh, said that that uh, the company needs to address logic holes with its five-hour-long pay-per-views. So this is what he said. Okay. Yeah. Well, I think it's going to be unpredictable because I don't know how you book this card. Speaking of all out, I don't know how you have a match on Wednesday and your champion gets his ass whipped like a government mule. Then you expect to return it Sunday. Why do I need a return? You just got your ass whipped. So there's logical things we have to address, quite frankly. I think it's going to be a challenging show for Tony Khan to book, but it's loaded. Sitting out there with our group as it is, this is going to be a five-hour show. I'm not in favor of any five-hour show. It's just too long. Our attention spans are not going to maintain what it needs to be. It's a chance for a lot of talent to clear the deck and make a name for themselves. Yeah, I just... I agree <laughs> I agree wholeheartedly with him. I, I really do. So that, that, that's, uh, that explains these... Uh, long show is there but now let's get into this card which i'm looking at it and <laughs> i'm not i'm not really impressed folks but rather than ranting and raving i'm i'm going to um i'm going to back it up with what i feel is um you know legitimate opinion and then you know see what you think so oh, let's get it going you want to go bottom to the top um yeah we're gonna go bottom to top and um so all out i mean aw full gear takes place Saturday, november 19th from the prudential center in new york new jersey and here we go with the card first match we have luchasaurus versus jungle boy in a steel cage match well luchasaurus is hurt that that news just broke um, oh. today, today so 
I don't know. I don't know what kind of what kind of um you know role that's going to play. Apparently, he's been working hard. He's been working hurt for a while. Um, but I would I would say it has to be um, if it does go on and scheduled, it has to be Jungle Boy. Okay. If it's, if it's going to be the resolution of the feud. Yeah, I'm with Jungle Boy. This next one is one that no one wants to see. I don't want to see because I think it's just stupid and pointless. We have Chef Jarrett and Jay Lethal versus Sting and Darby Allen. Why is Jay Lethal in this situation? Like, I, you know, I feel so bad for Jay Lethal. You know, I, 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 used, I, 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 used, I don't get it. I used to like Jay Lethal. I, not that I don't like him now, but I used to like the old Jay Lethal. The ROH Jay Lethal. The Impact Wrestling Jay Lethal. This one that they have, we have now. I don't get it. Well, that's that, that's not his fault. That's no, how he's being fought. No, yeah, that's what I mean. Like, I just don't get this Jay Lethal we're getting now. Why is he teaming with Jeff Jarrett? It makes no sense. You know, and it's it's just so stupid. There's no heat going into this match. No. Nobody, nobody gives a shit about Jeff Jarrett as an on-screen character anymore. I'm sorry. No. It just is what it is. So Sting and Darby Allen, because at least they're they're an established on-screen pair. Now you said um you don't remember well no, you said uh you never really saw much of Jeff Jarrett like um like ninety-three, ninety-four, right? N- not that early, no. All right, because in 95 is where he really started. Uh, you started seeing more of him because uh, in 95, Royal Rumble was where he beat Ray Ramon for the Intercontinental Championship. Oh, God. So then you started, after that, you started seeing more of Jeff Jarrett. And he became annoying. Well, you know, he, I mean, he, he, he was never like a bet. He was always a very good wrestler. I'll give him that. I just don't like that character. Like that. No, I I don't either. All right, so oh, you already you gave your pick, I guess, right? Sting and Darby Allen. That was my yeah. pick. Okay. All right. Next, we have Doctor Britt Baker versus Soraya. Uh. Sir. Soraya, I guess, but it should be Britt Baker. Yeah, I think it was Soraya. Is it Soraya or Soraya? I don't know. I always say Soraya. I... I, I'm i not sure. You know what? I'm just going to stick with Soraya, and that's my pick. Okay, you know what? This one, I don't really care about this match. For the TBS Championship, Jade Cargill versus Nyla Rose. Nobody gives a shit, but of course it's going to be Jay Cargill. But as I said, you know, on the last show, I don't give a fuck about Jay Cargill anymore. Yeah, I mean, I I just don't. All right. Then we have, and I don't know why this is on a show, a four-way for the ROH World Championship. Chris, oh Chris Jericho versus Brian Danielson versus Claudio Castagnoli versus Sammy Guerrero. Why was the title taken off of Claudio in the first place? Jesus. Fuck. 
Oh my God. Well, I, unfortunately, I really do think that they're going to keep it with Chris Jericho because yeah. they're, de- they're determined to get this, you know, anti ROH thing over. But let me, let me just say this to you, uh, lovely people out there in the air, airwave universe. Um, ROH and AEW should not exist as um, concurrent entities. Okay. I mean, we never saw Impact Wrestling uh, Championship being defended on AEW. Well, yes, we did. Actually, oh, okay. we, we saw it once. Um, that being said, it, it was actually Christian Cage versus Kenny Omega. Um, oh, okay. All right. Um, but, uh, you know, but I understand it. Tony Khan owns it. I'm not sure why he owns it at this point. Um, you know, I think he's got his hands in too many pots. But anyway, aside from all that, I don't want to go on another rant. Um, I just think that AEW needs to stay AEW because Dynamite is getting too fucking confusing and like yep. who's where and what you know and now we're getting matches such as Chris Jericho and Clock Man and who gives a fuck about that? They're right. they're becoming ROH that they're so they're becoming so ROH that they're forgetting that it's AEW. And and in the in the process they are forgetting about so many key players um that that bought AEW to the dance. Now, now, granted, you're dealing with with the CM Punk situation. You've had uh, an unprecedented amount of injuries in terms of AEW history. Um, you know, you have Hangman Adam Page uh, out with a concussion. You have uh, Adam Cole. He, I think, he's out long term with a severe concussion, yep. which means that. Um, you know, Kyle O'Reilly is going to be out. We know Bobby Fish left, um, and to an ice cold reception at Impact Wrestling. And, Bobby, and, and, Bobby Fish confuses me. And and, and so now yeah. he he now is a pro boxer and won his first pro boxing fight. I don't know I, about you, but but Bobby Fish confuses me. How so? No, because like he wants. He shows up in ROH, he shows up in Impact, he shows up in NWA. He wants to be a boxer. <laughs> well, you know, and and shout out to him for getting to do what he wants because... Yeah, no, I'm saying, know. like, he confused me. Like, where, where do you want to go? <laughs> um, But, you know, it's just, it, it's getting too uh, convoluted and they need to be, like, separate entities because... You need you need to focus on guys such as you know uh, Andrade, such as Amiro, such as um, you know your established tag teams mm-hmm. like you know pr- proud and proud and powerful when they come back. Um, it was a top flight. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, unfortunately. Uh, Darius Martin is extremely injury prone, so I'm not sure how that's going to get off the ground. No, no but I'm saying like, uh, but Dante Martin's still there, right? Yeah. Yeah, um, see, and 
But, it, you know, I just, there are so many elements to that bought AEW to where it is that they're just completely forgetting because they have they have so much so much on their plate now mm-hmm. that it's getting lost in the shuffle and it's really hurting them. And and of course all this drama and bullshit since all out's not helping matters. Duh. But you know. Tony Khan has to take some blame for that and step the fuck up. One, in terms of that, but two, in terms of his his TV program, in terms of making it make fucking sense. Yep. You know, my because my, my original intent, my original intention here, folks, was to have my friend Ash join us for the AEW uh, Full Gear post show. I'm not going to do that because I can't have him do I can't have him watching AEW right now because if it confuses me as a 30-year wrestling fan, it's gonna confuse him. And by the way, vis-a-vis our com vis-a-vis our conversation that we had um you know uh prior to our um our our podcast that we did together um the other day um at, he knows a lot more about professional wrestling than I thought he did he has a lot more history with it than I thought now i i got to say i didn't know he okay so i didn't know he was 41 so he's younger than i am yeah wow okay all right. Um, but but my my point being, like, if if I'm co- if I'm confused, yep. and I've I've been watching this from the get go, you know, I I can't have this guy pick up in the middle of nowhere in the, in the middle of the worst pay per view build in this con- in this company's history and expect him to understand it, let alone review it. Yep, I I can't do that to him. So it's like. Let's have them review the Royal Rumble with us. You know, it's just, you know, that's AEW's fault. That's Tony Khan's fault. Royal Rumble, you're jumping ahead. Next to Survivor Series. No, no, I'm going to have him join us for, I'm going to have him get familiar with the WWE product again. Oh, oh, before bringing it on, I get it, I get it, yep. Yes. All right, so here next match for the AEW Women's Championship: Tony Storm versus Jamie Hader. I got Tony Storm. Yeah, it, I think at the next pay per view it could be Jamie Hader's turn because I'm really looking forward to her split from Britt, Britt Baker and her doing her own thing because she's really um, grown on me a lot. Um, I mean, let me tell you, all the women that have. From when AEW started, she's she's the only one that's still there. Yeah, like uh, like remember we had like names like Emi Sakura and uh, Yuka Sakazaki and those names. Yeah, and well, and, and she's still here. The other ones are are and, gone. Well, and Chris Statlander's still there, but she's injured. No, again. I know, I know. I'm I'm sick of the names like uh, that. The less the lesser known AEWs. And, you know, but obviously it's going to be Tony Storm right now, and they got to get rid of this interim uh, t- title bullshit. 
Stop, stop calling Inchim. Like, uh, how, how long are they going to go on with that? I, I don't know. I mean, I understood it when when uh, people first started getting injured, but now they're doing it every time, and it's just like, stop it. Like do it like do it like they used to do it in the old days. If someone can't defend it within thirty days, strip them and you know have it go to somebody else. But don't call them the fucking interim. You know, it it, it would just help move things along. So the next one, this is stupid. This is the finals of the AEW World Championship Eliminator Tournament. Ethan Page versus Bandito versus a third competitor yet to be determined. Well, I would say Bandito, and especially since he just officially got signed with AEW. Okay. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna go just to be different. Go Ethan Page. Um. Sure, I mean, he, he definitely needs a breakout moment, for sure. I mean, this guy, like, what they've done with Ethan Page, it's just since they broke him off of a Scorpio Sky, then uh, then they have him doing all all this stuff with the, the firm. Um. Yeah, I'm, I'm very confused by the firm. I can see it going in, like, two different directions. Um, either, either MJF... Um, Either MJF is is swerving us and is with the firm and is is working with Stokely Hathaway and throwing Moxley off the scent, mm-hmm. or or I think um, I think will the other possibility may be that William Regal is going to turn on Mox and join MJF. Oh, based on the promos that they've had back and forth, that 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 would be interesting. All right, our next match we have for the AEW Tag Team Championships: The Acclaimed versus Swerving Our Glory. Um, the Acclaimed. Yeah, I've got the Acclaimed as well. And finally. The main event, John Moxley versus MJF, the AEW World Championship. This is MJF's Casino Ladder Poker Chip Cashing Match. Um, I'm, I'm sorry, Poker Chip Cashing Match. Name the participants again. John Moxley and MJF. MJF cashing in his uh, poker chip. See, why would why we <laughs> chip? But see, this, is one, <laughs> this is stupid. This is what drives me nuts. They're building to a championship match, and they're, they're calling it a cash-in. Like, this is not a cash-in. A cash-in is a surprise attack when somebody's fucking injured. Right? <laughs> like, no. <laughs> and, like, and, he discussedly just said that he's going after John Moxley's title at full gear. I just... And you know, not to not to mention that MJF cut has cut some awesome promos and yep. done and done some amazing work to to build this to build this whole feud, and they're still calling it a cash in. It, it, it may seem like a small detail to some people, 
But it's stuff like this that drives me nuts. It's the same concept that we're talking about. Bet, with all- bet, bet. You, you, yeah. you, you just know what there are fans out there that are, that are complaining about you complaining about that. Yeah. You, you just know there are those fanboys out there. <laughs> I just, I, I, I don't get it. It's the same argument that I made with Austin Fury that can be applied here. Yep. It's the same thing. It, it, it just drives me insane. Um, I, I think it could very easily go either way, but I think it's time to, to, to uh, take it to MJF. I agree. I, I'm going with MJF because it's, I think it's time for to put a championship on him. Yeah. All right, so that's all we have for full gear. Yeah. All right, so that is our prediction for full gear. Ben, now I found a mini quiz for you. Oh, what's that? I found a mini Roman Reigns quiz for you. Oh, Jesus. All right, are you ready? Yeah. All right, so here we go. First question. What year did Roman Reigns debut? 2010, 2011, 2012, or 2013? We just talked about this. Survivor Series 2012. 2012. Alright. Survivor Series 2012. And yes, you are correct. Okay, number four. Number uh, number question number two. This one actually threw me off a bit. How many world titles has Roman Reigns held in WWE? Four, five, six, or seven. I think. I think five. All right. I'll, I'll say five. All right. Uh, the the correct answer is six. Oh, okay. See the, uh, the question like that always threw me off. Yeah, that, right. that, that would throw me off too. Number three. What year did Roman Reigns? What year did Roman Reigns first main event WrestleMania? 2012, 2013, 2014, or 2015? God damn. Um, 2013, I want to say. 2015. Okay. Oh, that makes sense. Okay, this one. How, how tall is Roman Reigns? Six three, six four, six five, or six six. I think he's six four. Six three. Okay, you can you can see that I don't you know. Apparently <laughs> I don't. Apparently I don't know Roman Reigns very well, but these are very surface level questions. How many times has Roman Reigns main evented WrestleMania? Four, five, six, or seven? Well, it feels like he's done it twenty times. Um, uh, but he, he's probably done it, uh, I'm going to say six times. Six, and you are correct. Very six, good. Six times. All right. I believe that this is the last question because I haven't seen these. Qu- oh, and that was it. That's the last question. So it's a mini Roman Reigns quiz, and uh, Ben, we're going to come back from commercial and close out the show. 
Okay, very cool. All right, fans. Again, due to technical difficulties, because I don't know what our producers are doing, so we uh, we are going to skip rushing roulette this week. We will be back with that segment on the next episode of the GNC Regression Wrestling Podcast, which will be on Sunday following AEW Full Gear. So, Ben, we should be bringing the show to a close for the week. Well, Absolutely. Until Sunday. Absolutely. So, again, and, go on. Oh, yeah. And uh, after the 20th, uh, Elio and I will have to talk, but that might be our last show until after the holiday. Um, because... Elio, you already had your Thanksgiving, but I haven't had my turkey yet. God damn it! <laughs> and, uh, I'm, I'm scheduled. I'm scheduled to be spending time in a cabin with my dogs and my family, and I'm very excited. And as much oh, as wow. I love, as much as I love you and our fans and this show, I I love my family that much more. And I hope that everybody has a nice holiday. But but. We're not there yet. We still have to get through full gear. So, even though I think this show may suck, based on the product we're getting, I I still want good vibes and good things for AEW. And and so, we'll be here to cover it all on Sunday. (sighs) Going into full gear on an empty tank, but with optimism. We'll be, we'll be back on Sunday. See you later, folks.